Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hey friends and welcome. Today's topic is a bit difficult. Today we're going to talk about evil tactics. This is episode 225 and you can find today's show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. And once again, thanks to our sponsor and that is CTC math. Uh, you can find more information at ctcmath.com. And this is a great math curriculum for grades K through 12 and, um, you know, special offers, especially for our listeners. Well, few people realize the greatest tool of evil is to convince people that evil doesn't exist. And that is one of the things that is an evil tactic. Another is, oh, everything is fine. It's good. There's nothing to worry about. Or everyone gets a free pass and goes to heaven. Don't worry. Proclaim God once, claim him and go on and live your life in whatever way you see fit. Well, I realize we all come from different faith walks. Some are non-denominational and others adhere to a specific denomination. Some teach it as faith alone, others that it is faith and works and so on. In the previous podcast, I cited James 2, 14 through 26. Faith without works is dead. With this thought, we must look at the ways that evil sets out to destroy not only others, but specifically our lives. I see evil glorified everywhere I look during the month of October, whether I'm in the grocery store or at a restaurant, and some people celebrate fall with leaves and such. But many enjoy what I believe is making light of darkness with evil-looking and scary decorations. While spoofs are fine, being surrounded by evil-looking decorations is not something I enjoy. Walking into a hair salon while hearing an evil cackling voice is not my idea of fun, 
And believe me, I soon went to another hair salon, even though I had gone to this one for a really long time. And so one of the things that I want to share with you is that we need to stand up for who we are as Christians, because for so long, we have been considered this, you know, lesser than and you can't share your faith, or you can't say, you know, Merry Christmas, you have to say season's greetings, or, you you know, you have to do all of this stuff, just so that you can get along with everyone. And I feel like there is a list of things that are evil tactics. And, you know, you can research this online yourself, but there are some things that for me are very specific. And I'm going to go through these and then I'm going to, uh, where they fit, read some scripture verses. And then I'm going to share a story with you of something that really happened. And I may have shared it in a past podcast. Um, as I'm getting older, I don't quite remember specifically everything I've shared with you. So if this is a repeat story, um, you know, please forgive me, but I'll share that at the end. So the short list of things that I consider are evil tactics, and you can make your own list. But the first is not believing evil or Satan exists. In John 8, 4, 4, we read, you are from your father, the devil, and you choose to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So scripture specifically tells us that there is an evil entity. There are evil angels and they are fallen. And the reason they fell was because they would not worship the almighty. And also another thing that people don't realize is that we have dominion as creatures of God, as the created um, over the spirit world. And that is why we can, in the name of Jesus, come against evil because of Christ in us, not anything that we're doing, but God in us. And as Christians, we have authority. And that was another thing that the evil one just couldn't handle that we as created beings had dominion over him. And so, you know, that's one of the ways that he dupes people into believing that he doesn't exist. The second is fearfulness. Um, In a minute, I'll read from Matthew 10. But that helps us to combat fear. When we are fearful, we can be manipulated. And that's what happened. Um, recently when there was this, you know, viral thing that went, everybody got so scared and we didn't know what was going on. And we were just frozen, weren't we? We didn't know where to turn or what to do. And in Matthew 10, 26 through 32, we read, So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Let me just stop here. And this is what I'm talking about when I say we as Christians need to stand up. Verse 28 says, Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. 
everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. And you'll see these scripture verses if you go to um, A Few Minutes with God, look for episode 224. Um, it's actually a few minutes with God podcast.com. Um, episode 224, Evil Tactics, and you'll see all these scripture verses. But there is so much packed into this verse. First, we have nothing to fear. The next is that we should not fear the body because what is most important, and that is the soul. And the only person to fear is that person who can destroy us, and we know who that is if we give in, and that is the evil one, the evil tactics, and ultimately hell. And then there's that wonderful verse about the Father's intimate knowledge about each one of us. He knows the number of hairs on our head. That just shows us the care and the, you know, the amazingness of God to know. And we also have to, you know, we have value to God. My friends, more than we know, we must acknowledge God and not be afraid of our Christian faith and deny him in anything unless we want to be denied before the Father in heaven. Those are such powerful words. There's so much packed in there. Um, Read that scripture in your quiet time and just journal about what the Lord gives you for that. The third is deception and lies, confusion, twisting of words such as reproductive freedom and no big deal and not for us to judge. And then there's this whole thing about equality. God created us. If you believe that God created the world and God created human beings, there is no black and white and no, you know, ethnic divisions. God created us all and we are all equal. The idea of division um, was brought about by evil ones who want to manipulate and you should not be prejudiced at all because God created us all. And then the fourth is division again, because when we're divided, we're weak. And when we are strong and together, then we cannot be, you know, combated. There's a scripture that says when three or when two or more are gathered in my name, I am there in your midst. I'll have to look up that scripture. But that scripture right there tells you that together, united in prayer, when you are there with some other person praying in unison, you are strong. So what happens? There's a division, you know, the thing over the, you know, race wars and things like that. And yes, you know, people can be horrible and prejudiced and cruel, and that should not be because God created us all. If you think we evolved, that we just came from some primordial soup, that, you know, we're just a mistake or a, you know, a a blip in the world, then of course, you're going to get into all of these divisions. But with God, there isn't. And, you know, there's verse John 17, 20 uh, through 24 that I want to read. And that is... I ask, not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who believe in me through their word, that they may be one. As you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them, you in me, that they may become completely one. 
so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you've loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see the glory which you have given me because you love me before the foundation of the world. Friends, again, so much to unpack. Look up John seventeen twenty through 24. And as I often remind you, read that entire, um, you know, book right there, uh, verse, uh, John 17, because you're going to see that in those words, the Lord is admonishing us, first of all, to believe in him. And secondly, to be one. No division. Division causes weakness. Number five, diversion. An overload of information, friends, right? Social media, then we get anxious, and then we have distractions of everyday life. So much going on and on and on. And, you know, again, I, I already read from uh, Matthew 10, 26 through 32, but read that again. Read that again. And, you know, again, that's the verse about, you know, fearing nothing. Because if we are diverted and we are distracted and we have 5,432 things that we need to do today, there's no way we can spend time with God. You know, last night I just um, had a difficulty going to sleep and I realized, you know what? I really didn't have a good prayer time with you, Lord, today. And so I took that time and I fell asleep a couple of times and got jolted out of it because if I pray, Lord, keep waking me up till I finish my, you know, praying and just spending time with you, I will do that. And then when I'm done, I fall asleep. And so, you know, we can do that. We, it's, it's trusting in the Lord. I remember having a hard time waking up in the morning and I would just say, you know, Lord, please help me. Help me to wake up in the morning, you know, so I can go worship you and go to church in the morning. And I would wake up. I would wake up before my alarm went off. You know, the Lord will help us. And this diversion, this is basically taking us away from the most important thing, and that is Almighty God. And the sixth is discouragement and depression and personal setbacks, always wanting more. Well, if this would happen, how many times have you said that? If only this would happen, I will be happy. So what combats that? What is a way that you can get past that? Would you believe it's humility? Humility is the key to discouragement and depression. Realizing we can do nothing without God. This is not a way to push off blame and to alleviate our guilt. It's a way, however, to realize that when we do things under our own steam, we are setting ourselves up for failure. Have you ever wondered when your life falls apart? Oh my gosh, what's going on? How can all these things be happening to me? I can't handle one more thing. And then I realized often that I'm doing it without God, without praying first, without seeking the Lord. Of course, God's given us gifts. He's given us a way to stand on our own two feet and to do things. But those gifts should be attributed to the Almighty, and we need to ask for help. In our humility, we ask the Lord for help to come into our lives in a deeper way. And I know I must sound like a, you know, a repeating, like just you've got me on replay over and over again. But ask the Lord, you know, ask him. I ask him always, Lord, I want a deeper relationship with you, a deeper walk. But it's the truth. When we grow closer to God, we find things that are so important in our lives that we think are important are not as important. All the people who suffer loss, they realize in the end 
that these things cannot be taken with them when they die. And that is why we're taught to look to the end, to look at our lives. And when we do, we grow closer to God and we can see areas where we have sinned. And I wanted to share with you, again, um, evil an evil tactic um, that kind of came close to home. Last year, uh, my son was in college and... Um, you know, his his girlfriend uh, had a sister who was going to college in Canada. And she had basically what could be described as some, you know, satanic uh, things happening in her room, like she could see shadows, and I'm not going to get into all of it. But, um, you know, things were moving in her room, like putting a book on her bed, and then it was somewhere else, not where she put it. And she knew for sure that she had not set that book there. And so my son called me and, you know, we prayed about it. And I said to him, you know, this is something because when it when there are evil manifestations, you know, the Catholic Church is big on, you know, the exorcisms and bringing in, you know, a Catholic priest, uh, some of what we call sacramentals, you know, holy objects, things that are blessed. And, you know, that has been, you know, whether a person is a, a Catholic or not, that's we're the go to church for that. And so, um, you know, I said to him, you know, I gave you a spiritual warfare prayer and friends, I would love to give you guys all a copy of it, but I don't have copyright over it. And I have looked and searched and I cannot find it anywhere because if I could, um, I would, you know, definitely post a link to where this is. And, you know, I, I feel strongly enough about it that I may actually uh, do it at some point and maybe put it in the show notes. But anyway, he had this spiritual warfare prayer. And I just said to him, you know, the first thing says, you know, you put yourself under the lordship of Jesus Christ, and you have to be a believer. And so that's one of the things he did was, you know, he took the girls through a salvation prayer, and they accepted the Lord as their personal savior. And then he led them through this prayer. And then he sent a copy of the prayer, um, you know, to to his friend. And so, you know, she had this copy and she prayed it and praise God, all the manifestations eventually went away, but it took faith. It took community. It took prayer. And, you know, one of the questions I said, well, does she, and he said, don't even ask, I don't know. And, you know, it's true. Sometimes when we pray for people, it's like, we want all the details, you know, give me everything. We don't need to get bogged down because we are not the ones you know, eradicating evil, God is and God knows, you know, we can know specifically how to pray and how we should pray and what we're praying for, but we don't need to know the details. And so, you know, it's such a praise report because even for someone who's a new believer or someone who isn't sure that they have faith, that when there is a time where there is a fearful manifestation, you know, we don't engage the manifestation, we go to God. And there are so many things like Ouija boards and tarot cards and going to seers and occult types of things that are gateways into that sort of evil. And we have to prepare ourselves and put on that armor of Christ. I didn't talk about Ephesians and the armor of Christ, but that is something we need to do. Evil tactics are lost on those who are grounded, who are surrounded with like-minded Christians and who immerse themselves in all that is good and holy, beginning with your relationship with Christ and the scriptures. 
This week, make a list of the evil tactics aimed at you and work at ways with God, scripture, and prayer that you can combat these evils. May you be blessed. May God be blessed. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a few minutes with God.com and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.